Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Tio. Hi, my name is Tio, and I play Claire Claremont, the Forgotten Vessel. <laughs> Hannah. Hey, everyone. I'm Hannah, and I play Max, the Paradox. And Kyle. I'm Kyle. I play Duncan Oliver, the Vox. Woo! Et al. <laughs> we open at the Sip and Spin Pottery Barn where your summit with Mina over what to do about the appearance of new Duncans has been interrupted by the appearance of a new Duncan. Stepping in through the newly busted-in doorway is the grizzled road warrior, Deacon. As he enters, Deacon draws from a long sheath on his back what appears to be an overlarge sword. The thick steel blade is broad at the base and tapered towards the end, but it's the handle that catches your eye. Rather than a hilt, Deacon's hand is wrapped around an ergonomic red oval, monogrammed with the seal of City Hall. And across the barn, you hear a gasp from Mina and a sharp hiss from the head librarian, while the recorder whispers simply, the scissors of success. <laughs> I don't know if you all remember this, but Claire made a joke about an item called the scissors of success during the <laughs> final challenge at City Hall. There are a pair of overlarge scissors used to denote the successful completion of new projects. <gasps> it's happened. It's happened. And Deacon steps forward and levels the blade at the six of you standing across from one another and says, Traveler, you cower behind the Forgotten Council, but they cannot save you. Surrender now. Do I Do I look like I'm cowering? I look to everybody around me and I'm like, is this... Well, all is six this... of you are forming clay pots on yeah. Does this look like no, we're doing some we're doing some arts and crafts. Uh mine's not turning out very well because um I skipped the intro level pottery class and started the intermediate and when they were like, Have you taken the intro? And I was like, Yes, and that was a lie. So right now I'm making Another lie to add to your ledger of misdeeds. It's gonna, it's gonna be Cease a Cease your ceramic machinations <laughs> no. and draw your blade. No, I'm not done yet. Um, Duncan? Yeah. No, the other one. Duncan? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, we should start it's, it's putting Deacon. labels on them. Himself Deacon? Call me by my true name. Deacon Oliver. Hmm. We're in the middle of something, and an enormous mass of red tape tendrils bursts out from behind Mina's back and shoots towards Deacon, who swings his scissor of success and slices through them. And as he does, the red tape oh, yeah. tendrils where they are cut blacken and shrivel and shrink and recede back towards Mina. It's legend. Nothing can cut through red tape like that. Was it supposed to do that, Mina? No. You got anything <laughs> else in the... And the hopper, like, you want to try anything else? You got any, or you want to do, like, a quick brainstorm? Because, you know, I think this is kind of an enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. Because, like, whatever we want to do and hash out, he's going to fuck shit up for us. So... Yeah, Deacon leaps towards you, Max. Oh, my God. All right. I would like to use my hold, my temporal anomaly hold. Oh, okay. I draw my sword, and I yell, I will defeat Deacon! And I'm going to attack him. So I get plus one as long as I am doing anything to further my goal. Okay. Describe. <laughs> Wait, you just get plus one when you do things you want to do? Wait, hold on. <laughs> no. So this is Max's temporal anomaly okay. move where. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. What? That's extremely. Why haven't we been using that for the last 36 episodes? <laughs> Maybe Max didn't want to do those things. 
<laughs> yeah, That's, we've been yeah, working against yeah. Max's goals these whole <laughs> yeah. this whole time. Uh, why don't you read the move for us real quick okay. just to remind everyone? <laughs> yes, you experience time differently, not as a linear progression, mm. but a constant swirl of past, present, and future. The beginning of each disturbance, roll plus chaos. 10 plus hold 2, 7 to 9 hold 1. You can spend your hold at any point to declare that a specific event will happen in the future. You gain plus 1 ongoing to any action that makes that event meaningfully more likely to transpire. If an event mm. comes to pass as you describe, you refresh your anomaly track if one of your events is no longer possibly true. I mark 3 anomaly. Ooh. So your event is you are going to defeat Deacon? Yes. Okay. Okay. Max, you have seen this. You know mm-hmm that this will transpire. You get yeah. a glimpse of another time in what mundane perceivers of time would describe as the future of you standing over a beaten and battered deacon. As the two of you come to blows, give me a roll to fight for your life. All right. That's an eight. On a seven and nine, you and your enemy inflict harm on one another as established. Okay. So what does this look like as you come to blows? This is like a very like anime intro. Max swings out his white hands, two swords, and like, yeah, right? And so like the, the freeze frame is like the sword coming down and like action lines coming out. And Max's <laughs> face is like this snarl of rage, right? Like the eyes are super big, but there's no pupils. Our show turns into an anime very quickly. Exactly. Yes. And uh-huh. I bring it, I bring the sword down on Deacon. And my assumption is that like I strike Deacon. Maybe I only strike him. Maybe I come down and I strike him with the pommel of the sword because then he also like manages to get me with the half of the scissors of severity? Persuasion. Success. Success. Yeah, I think the two of you trade blows. Like there's a, a loud clash and clang and the echoes and reverberations of steel on steel permeate the sip and spin pottery barn. And I don't think there's like a decisive blow from either of you, but as you parry and repost cuts and lacerations and bruises and blows from flats of blades and pommels and plastic hilts emerge over your bodies and your yours wide is too harm. Yes. The scissors of success are also too harm. That's only one for me. Yes. You also notice Deacon beneath his road warrior garb has an assortment, a menagerie of bits and pieces of armor that have been piecemealed together. Deacon also has armor. Okay. Mm -hmm. It used to be a radio station, but now it's armor. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of it is like, there's some crystals in there. I think a lot of it's stitched together with wiring, metal sheets that you think might have once been radio equipment. Uh, But yeah. I think we get like an anime sequence of melee and then the two of you sort of step back, both breathing heavily to take a short respite before your fight continues. Does anyone else want to get in on this? I got a pocket knife. The City Hall side, they're doing their own psych style sidebar. (laughs) (laughs) Eavesdrop. Claire, eavesdrop. Uh, I think I have a move, actually. Okay. I'd like to use Veritas to try to talk Deacon out of attacking Max. Deacon doesn't really care about the rest of us. Deacon's just after Max. But I have a move that is, if you speak the truth, others will believe you despite any and all evidence to the contrary. I get a plus one when I speak with honesty and conviction on a roll to sway someone. And I want to say along the lines of, Deacon, this is not your traveler. There are multitudes of universes. We don't know exactly what's going on. We're trying to work to stop the end that you are so vengeful about. Help us save this world. Give me a sway roll. Get plus one from Veritas. Well, a plus three turns that five into an eight. 
on a seven to nine, they'll do it, but the GM chooses one from the list below. However, I believe I you get silver to choose. tongue. Yes. So on a seven to nine, on a sway, someone roll. I can choose which option the target of your persuasion chooses. Oh, what would this is fun because it's kind of I'm kind of choosing my own response. Yes. Take me to the original traveler. Deliver her to me now. If Max is not the traveler, then Deacon wants the real traveler. Elodie. I thought I was the real traveler. Aww. (laughs) Duncan has convinced Deacon that you're not. Oh, oh, yeah. Which sword did Elodie? Elodie used the saber? Saber. I guess I'm not the traveler. Oh. Or more accurately, you're you're simply this timeline's traveler and not the like not the one who did him dirty. Deacon can hear Duncan look at Max and go, Your sword is too big. But take me to the original traveler. Deliver her to me. Oh, is that is that to me? Well that, it's to all to of you. See you Duncan. That was that was to the room in general. <laughs> you hear a clap from the other side of the room and the city hall trio turn back around and Mina says I can help with that. And five black columns uh, disappear her up out of the room. Oh. Uh-oh, the moon's looking for someone else now. <sighs> right. That would make sense. A quick side- sidebar, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Look out. Oh, whoa, whoa. Look out. Just look out. Watch out where that sword. That's very big. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, sorry. get together. Okay. Claire. Yeah, yes. I just wanted to check. I think they're going to go get Elodie. Do, uh, how do we feel about that? I'm going to take it or leave it on Elodie, frankly. Max, it's kind of you, like... I mean, like, I don't want anything bad to happen to her, like, uh, you know, she's... Uh, she's not really a friend. She's me, but she's not. She's a different version of me. I mean, we didn't say that we would give Elodie over. No, over. but I have a feeling that Mina might find her pretty quickly if we don't do something. What, what do you, would we what do? do you suggest, yeah. I don't know, just distract him, say that we can't... We I have Elodie! What? <gasps> yes. Elodie is stored away. You'll have a hard time finding her. I say to the room, is there any response or any reaction? The black columns shoot back down and deposit Mina back where she was sitting moments earlier, and she is holding onto Elodie's arm. <laughs> oh, you think that's Elodie? Traveler. Do a, what's it called? Hoodwink roll. I'm almost positive. You can make a hoodwink roll. I'm going to give you. I, I don't. I've never done this, but I, I'm going to give you disadvantage. So roll three dice and take the oh my discard God. the highest. Because it is such a, a bald faced lie. Oh, okay. All right. Unfathomable, even. I mean, it looks a lot like my traveler. Show me your sword. Is that, well, you have is been that too clearly forward? defined to not know what to look for in this world. I don't think that you're an authority figure here. Look, they look pretty similar. Exactly. So how would you know? That's a solid six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Deacon's eyes narrow at you, Claire. And he says, I knew someone like you back home. It sounds to me like maybe uh, we did you a favor. You don't seem to like your home. Maybe this is an opportunity for for a fresh start. It is. Mm. And Deacon turns to Mina and Elodie and steps forward. You'll leave us alone if we hand her over? Man, 
I feel like he just monologues as he slowly steps forward. You, if you want to give me a monologue, I'm into it. Boy, I got to give a monologue now. This arc is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's all about you, bud. I'm got, it's good practice. It's good practice. Yeah, it's hard playing multiple characters, especially when they have to talk to one another, huh? <laughs> Six years. My city burned because of you. Six years of torment, death, and destruction. And now you're here within my grasp. Justice will be served. I didn't know then what I know now, Deacon. Mina, give me my sword. I need my sword. And Mina, like, pushes Elodie towards Deacon. Well, now, hold on. What didn't you know? This seems like important information. Why are we all so quick to... What is the point of killing anyone until we know all the information? Have none of you been in a crime syndicate? This seems like tying up two loose ends, Claire. I don't see what the problem is. And Deacon lunges forward towards Elodie. Can I'm gonna I dive naturally in interviewed... Them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a better. I was gonna naturally interview Deacon. Tell us why you're here. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, that no, would I don't stop. think that's I don't think that's gonna work at it all. It will I, not. I it it will not work. Yeah, go for it. Get him, Max. Give me a roll to face fear. All right, I think this counts as me continuing to try and defeat Deacon. Yes. All right. That's an eleven. Okay, what does it look like? It's either an anime or it's kind of a comical, like, no, it's a good, it, like, it's an action scene of, like, Deacon reaches over and all of a sudden, there I am, like, sword drawn. And I look at Mina and I go, this isn't part of due process. She's entitled to a trial. <laughs> it's the first time Max has ever cared about the judicial system, really, <laughs> from this side. Big character moment. Yep. Deacon scowls as you intercept his scissor of success with your zwai hander, and once again, a thunderous clang echoes through the pottery barn, and he <laughs> scowls at you. I wish you hadn't said that. And he reaches into the pocket of his trench coat and pulls out a small handheld button and presses it, and his body shimmers a little bit, and then projecting outwards are four additional deacons. Oh. Is this a jury of your deacons? Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair. I don't have one of those. And all five deacons begin swarming around the pair of travelers now. <laughs> like mirror image. Yes. Deacon cast mirror image. <laughs> Quinn, can we make sure that Elodie has her sword? Who has the sword? Who has the sword? Mina appears to. And where is Mina? Yeah, so the City Hall trio are on their side of the pottery barn next to their mm -hmm. uh, spinning wheels. I think you can see, I won't make you roll for this, you can see a thin glimmer of steel held aloft towards the rafters by one of Mina's remaining strands of red tape. I look at Claire. Yes. And I like, I look at the sword and I look at Claire and I look at the sword and I look at Claire and I look at the sword. And I look at Claire, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I lunge for the sword. It's got to be a face fear, I think. Give me a face fear. That's a seven. On a seven to nine, I will offer you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I mean, you, you run the risk of blowing up your summit if you interfere with Mina. That's the price to pay. 
You know Mina well enough to know this. She is dealing with a distraction in her mind. You're ruining the negotiations to her. Yeah, of course. That's fine. Um, That's my lot in life, I suppose. I am still going to do it. I think it's a worthy, it's a noble thing to do. Okay. You catch Mina by surprise. What does it look like as you take the sword from her and pass it to Elodie? I go, this is for your own good. It's like eating your broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Got a 50,000 foot view. It's what I'm best at and you know it. How do you get up there and take it from her? I don't think it's graceful. I think it's alarming. It's like when when someone's fighting who doesn't know how to fight and so they twist and and grapple i'm like grappling yeah. like i literally like okay. lunge forward and twist in a weird way and it's like oh god what are they doing oh claire what are you doing ah oh, get <laughs> off of like, me you just like climb up on me yeah it's, it's <laughs> not yeah, claire, it's claire not what are you graceful. doing this is for your own good I, we need to know what she knows okay and you pluck the saber out of one of the red tape tendrils and toss it to elodie and elodie catches it midair as five deacons descend upon your group i think two of them are going to elodie two of them are going to max and duncan i think one of them's going for you oh you've done nothing wrong i'm just gonna be dodging trying to trying to like scramble out of the way while trying to talk deacon down kind of a duncan to duncan situation (laughs) Duncan to Duncan, coast to coast. Coast to coast. Duncan and Duncan. Coast the hardest to coast. Duncan to Duncan. It's my new national radio broadcast. <laughs> Give me a save your skin. Okay. That's a 11 on the dice. Plus one is 12. Okay. My skin is thoroughly saved. Yeah. What does this look like as you run run circles around the pottery part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's, uh, unfortunately, I think he's just, like, scrambling and, like, trying to, like, push stuff in the way as Deacon mostly, like, stalks him. Maybe initially Duncan pulled out the pocket knife and was like, ah ha ha and started running away. But throughout, he's going to be saying, like, Deacon, I know you. This isn't you. You can't just be judge, jury, and executioner of these sort of things. If Elodie has done something wrong, we need to hear them out. We need to we need to have a trial or something. Deacon, I know you've lost. I know what you've lost. I'm not going to give you another sway roll here because yeah. there was an offer that was rejected yeah. effectively. No, I've lost too much to give up now. The Traveler is within my grasp. You don't understand. You can never understand what I've lost, what I've had to sacrifice to get here. And he is stalking you around the room like you're staying out of reach, but he is not deterred. I will say he doesn't have a sword up like it doesn't seem like he's trying to kill or or even hurt you per se, but it does seem like Mm -hmm. he wants to catch you. Yeah. Max, you and Elodie are. Ooh, I like to imagine you're back to back back. to back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, surrounded by four deacons, Mm -hmm. each holding a scissor of success. What do you do? Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to attack the deacons. Okay, fight for your life. Yep, hell yeah. Mad Max theme song. That is a 10. On a 7 and 9, you and your opponent inflict harm on each other as established, and on a 10 plus, you get to choose an extra effect. Fuck yes. I would like to super kill them. Can I do (laughs) that? Inflict plus one harm. The five perhaps can I, extra can effects I, are. Can I, can the I the make five options are. 
really dead. Uh, inflict plus one harm, suffer one less harm, take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another character, take something from them or force them where you want them. I want to take the scissor of success. While there are still copies, I think it is probably a little too much to take the Scissors of Success with a 10+. What I will say is you and Elodie working together, I think, lash out and you disarm one of them. Okay. And the image sort of, it it has substance, but when you strike at it, it kind of like flickers and then dissipates. Uh Does one that Elodie has struck at. And so now there are only two deacons remaining. You have taken two illusions. Okay. And I think you also, in this melee, find what you can only assume is the real deacon because it doesn't disappear. And so you also inflict your your harm. Yeah. In this melee, there are blades everywhere. Uh, and so you do, again, suffer two harm. Only one. But I'm yeah. almost dead, guys. I have four harm. If I suffer one more, I am dead. So I think Duncan, while keeping distance from the stalking Deacon, is continuing to try to appeal to Deacon's Duncanness, and I'm going to pull out the library book that I have kept. <laughs> oh no, the librarian is here. We'll deal with that later. Yeah, you pull it out, and the librarian's eye, or not eyes, because <laughs> they have no eyes that you can perceive, just uh-huh. a cowled cloak over darkness where their face should be, but they snap their head towards you as soon as you produce the book. Yeah, this has been this is a long overdue library book. But I yeah, open it up. You feel the air and... crackle with an unseen eldritch energy. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. god. I, hold on. We're doing a brawl. We got everybody against everybody. <laughs> there are no teams anymore. I'm doing it. Hold on. Wait. I'm doing a thing. I'm doing a thing. Wait a minute. Okay. I just I pull out that book and I crack it open and activate the memory held within. Usually to experience the books of the library, you need to touch them. So how do you go about oh, sure. getting Deacon to touch this? I guess I, I open it and I just I show it to him. Like I'll stop running away since he's not actively like swinging or coming at me with the sword. So I open it and I, I show it to him and hope that they have a similar library and or that Deacon has done a similar thing to Duncan in Deacon's world. So I, I hold up the book. The title is Counting Lighthouses with Sam. Give me a sway roll. Hmm. Now maybe I do push myself on this one. I've got two boxes left. This sounds like a penultimate essence sort of moment. Go for it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push. Well, glad I did because I can get rid of that one, and then it's then it's a seven. <laughs> because of your silver tongue, you get to choose one of the mixed success options. My ultimate goal is to try to show him this and tell him this isn't you, this this isn't what Sam would want, and and show him a memory to appeal to his Duncanness. But the B plot would be to just distract from the carnage <laughs> that's happening also. So stall and dither for a while? I think stall and dither, dither for a while, yeah. I think Deacon steps up right in front of you and looks at the title of the book and the page that you have held open. And the expression on his face is inscrutable and he with his offhand his non-dominant sword hand he grabs your hand duncan and slams both of your hands down on the book and both of you fade into this memory yeah what is it uh it's duncan and sam Uh, they're on the beach and they're looking out over the over the fog at the lighthouse and they have some ledgers it looks kind of like baseball scorecards but they are watching 
the lighthouse intently, and every time it flashes, they are making marks down in the book. And it is just, and it is calm. Duncan, you and Deacon, as you're experiencing this memory, are occupying the same space and the same mind. Whoa. So we have an argument with ourselves? (laughs) (laughs) No, but what you do get is... You don't see memories of Deacon's, but you do experience the emotional state of Deacon. Mm-hmm. It's like emotions crossing the blood-brain barrier or like a permeable membrane. So like you mm-hmm. feel the, it's not so much rage as as just a, a conflagration of vengeance. Having gone through what he has gone through and understanding the role that the Traveler played in his cycle, which pretty much led to ruin, not just for Deacon, but for everyone. Yeah. And since then, a prolonged quest, far outlasting his cycle, both in duration as well as quantum superposition that Deacon has been on to avenge Sam. I feel it strongly. <laughs> yep. And I come back and say, Traveler! Here's the thing. <laughs> it works both ways. Yep. I guess if I could if I could try to push one thought back. Yeah, that, please. The one thought is looking at Sam there on the beach, and it is just a raw and unshakable belief that Sam is still savable, that Sam is not lost. Yeah. And a and a, a, a sorrow for Deacon's timeline, but a Duncan to Duncan fatherly plea to to help save the Sams that are not lost. The conjoined superposition of your personas are experiencing both of these simultaneously. Mm-hmm. The rest of you, as Duncan and Deacon are standing next to one another, also begin to see this. Max, I think you're the only one, and perhaps Elodie as well, but we don't get her perspective at this exact moment. Mm-hmm. You gotta touch a book together. <laughs> you're the only one who can perceive this as, for lack of a better word, a tear in space-time? As fissures and cracks begin to emerge around Deacon and Duncan, and your reality, your timeline, begins to give way to the memory that they are perceiving in sort of the midst of the sip and spin pottery barn. Oh, that's not good. And right next to you, Elodie says, oh, that is not good. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's pretty bad. Very bad. What do you think are the chances of it just, like, um, fixing itself? What do you, you get, like, me 50-50? I think that it depends on how long they experience this memory together. Something about these Duncans in close proximity, especially with this book, is not good, temporally speaking. Uh, Max? Mm-hmm. In this emerging rift into which you can see Duncan and Deacon superimposed sitting next to, to Sam on the beach looking out at the lighthouse, stalking down the beach, you see you. Wait, hold on. Specifically, the you clad in all black leather and carrying the oversized cloud buster sword, the one you ran oh. into previously. That's 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 bad. very bad it's real bad okay so we need to like shut this down immediately yeah okay <laughs> let's separate them well we gotta deal with these two chuckle fucks here claire you should attack one of the deacons oh the other deacons have stopped moving 
Oh, I've got, I've sorry. That's a good. I'm in my mind palace. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's a good note. The other deacons are standing completely still, staring into the middle distance. And it's sort of like loading. Actually, loading. Loading. I, I think they were standing still for a moment, and then they disappeared. Oh, okay. We got to break them out of this memory. Their hands are both like stuck to the book, right? Yeah. You know, I'm no scientist, but unsticking the hands from the book might stop this from like ripping a hole in the time space continuum and releasing like Dranken, who is oh, Duncan, dragon? Dra- drag Dranken, who's who's Duncan but a dragon, <laughs> and then what what do we have? Dinkin, he's oh, Duncan we, but we he have tinkers. so many. Yeah, we can't a, we can't go through them all. We have we've to. We've got focus. a backlog. <laughs> we have a backlog. Duncan. Uh, he's Irish. Yeah, that's, that's um, coming up. No, Dunkin' yeah. is really into spice and rides a subway sandworm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to try and leap forward and try and wrench their hands away from the book. Max, give me a roll to face fear, because as you run forward into this quantum superposition memory time rip, mm-hmm. you see yourself running from the other side. Um, I'm going to push myself. Okay. Max is being reckless. As an aside, this might be a really good time to push yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, that was a good time to push myself because one of those dice, one of those dice was a one. Yoyce, throw that uh, away. That is uh, a 10. You are faster than yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And you reach the library book before you do. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I go, in my face. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if you just want to like wrench this out and like not try to do anything with it i won't make you roll like there's definitely a time rift here so if you wanted to try to embrace chaos you could but like obviously that carries risk i'm just gonna wrench the book away we'll yeah. deal with the time rift at a later date by which i mean probably two moves from now so <laughs> you pry the book out of deacon and duncan's hand Mm-hmm. And the rift crumples up like paper. And the last thing you see of it is your own face, cold as steel and deathly sharp, staring at you as it closes in front of her. I blow myself a kiss. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 37 of Monster Hour Absurdia. Don't have a lot to share this week, and I am playing catch up a little bit after the holiday weekend here, so we are going to keep this intermission short and sweet and get you right back to it. As always, I want to thank everyone who's been helping to spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and recommending the show to a friend. We don't pay to advertise, so word of mouth is the best and only way that folks find out about the show. We're getting close to 300 ratings on Spotify, which would make us the highest rated Monster of the Week podcast over there. And I think that would be pretty neat. So if you haven't already, drop some stars in our proverbial cup. We promise to spend them wisely and definitely not to take over the world. No new patrons this week, but I do want to thank each and every member of our Eternal Pledge Drive for supporting us and helping make this show possible. I've been editing these last couple episodes as our dear editor Ian was out on vacation earlier this month, and he deserves a special shout out for everything that he does to help make the Monster Hour trains run on time. Our Patreon also supports our transcription program, equipment upgrades, hosting, merch, and more. If you want to support the show, which you can do for as little as $2 a month, you can head to patreon.com slash monsterhour or follow the link in the show notes. That's all we have for you this week, dear listeners. Tune in December 12th for the next broadcast of WSOM. Radio somewhere.
Duncan, you are dislodged from your reverie, conjoined, as it were, with Deacon Mm -hmm. from the library book, and you see it sort of collapse inward on itself. The world sort of shrinks and and crumples down until it disappears, and once again, you are standing in the Sip and Spin Pottery Barn. Uh, You see Max has sort of snatched the book. Uh, Sorry, bud. Sorry. You two were about to rip a complete, like, not just like a little tear, like a big old hole. And there was like bad me on the other side. It's not not good me, not fun me, not even like Elodie. Sorry, Elodie, but like hey. bad, bad me. <laughs> Deacon and Duncan are just looking at each other now, isolated to their own thoughts, but with that experience and like rolling around in their heads. And Deacon voices first. Do you really believe that Sam is still out there? Do you believe that the traveler's sins outweigh their usefulness? I don't know exactly what your traveler did, but I'm friends with our Max. I I can't imagine this Max doing anything intentionally to bring ruination to a whole world. And it seems to me like there's maybe a little bit of Max inside all the Maxes. So I urge you, we have to hear them out. This traveler fiddled while my world burned fiddled like a violin did Deacon. they really this is Ellie, uh, did you play fiddle? claire claire raises her hand and goes like like the actual thing of fiddle i sell one of those for cute purposes not for playing <laughs> an aesthetic fiddle yeah Elodie very cautiously takes a slight step forward and like has her hands up sort of still in one of them but like it's a sure. very conciliatory gesture and says I didn't know then what I know now, Deacon. I was younger, I suppose. You could put it that way. We've learned. We've gotten better. And she gestures to Max and to Duncan. (sighs) Deacon takes one last look at Elodie and without a word, turns heel and leaps out of the Sip and Spin Pottery Barn. (sighs) Librarian, I can explain. It's a very important book. The librarian drops to all fours and bounds towards you, Duncan. As a reminder, the head librarian (laughs) is, I believe, 10 feet tall, clad entirely in a dark robe and a cowl that covers their head. And no matter what lighting they are in, you cannot perceive their face. Ay-yay-yay, gets it. About halfway through this leap, Mina says, stop. I'm like on one foot cowering in midair. <laughs> and like a hound that hears a, a command midair, the head librarian hits the ground and they, they skid on all fours. And I think like, I think they hit you. I think they like mm-hmm. run into you and bowl you over. But then they go bounding back to Mina's side. I'm just covered in clay and glaze. Yeah, yeah just covered <laughs> in clay. And Momo, the sentient clay says, oh my. Momo. Oh dear. Momo, I'm I'm so sorry. D- I'm, don't worry, I'm, I'll clean up before I leave. It wouldn't be the first time negotiations broke down in my shop. Continuing the storied history of the <laughs> Sip and Spin Pottery Barn as a negotiating site. This is the most action-packed location in all of somewhere. <laughs> I think Mina delivers a withering look to the three of you and says, I don't know why I expected anything less. It's a little harsh. I had a cap, I would doff it. Honestly, that might be the best compliment she's ever given me. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't actively say that I did a bad job. In fact, she said that she was expecting more from me. 
Give me one good reason why, for the public good, we shouldn't collect all of the Maxes and all of the Duncans at City Hall. And do what? Have a little Max and Duncan party? Like a little dance-off? For safekeeping. A, we don't know that that would actually solve our larger problems. It's a theory. B, that is the public It would certainly well. solve our smaller problems, of which there are legion at this point, Claire. I agree there are many small problems. Here's the thing. None of that matters if even an iota of our big problem happens the way it does. So I would rather think of this as an opportunity to care zero amount about small problems and 100% about our big deadly issue. And I would rather not tie our hands behind our back. Who knows what we would be doing, what additional effects we might have by creating a disco dance party of things in one location. I think that that could be quite dangerous in a different way that we don't know yet. I assure you it would not be a disco dance party. How do you know? <laughs> we have like our ways. Party. Give me a sway roll. Like, we're gonna <laughs> okay. break dancing. I know one Duncan like who would probably hop. be down with a disco party. I would like to pitch <laughs> that I'm swaying with advantage only because Mina also doesn't actually know the answer to that. Like, it's not like I'm trying to persuade her away from something she knows as fact. Like, we're all working with incomplete knowledge. Yeah, you literally just contravened her attempt to keep the negotiations on track. So definitely not. I, I was considering giving you a minus one, but I'll, I'll leave it an even roll. Fine. <laughs> That's an eight, which okay. is great. Eights get degree. Wait. <laughs> Eights get the great. Eights are great. Eights are great. Mm-hmm. On a seven to nine, they will do it, but I will choose an option from a list below. They want more than what you're offering. They demand payment up front. They have a better idea for achieving your goal, or they stall and dither for a while. And unlike Duncan, I get to choose but now I have to choose. Yeah. (laughs) The terrible burden of choice. I think Mina looks at you, Claire, and you you feel that pressure, the sensation of being perceived that comes with her auditing, although it's, again, now that she's joined the council, it is not as complete. And she says to you, Claire, I have been told that as a member of the council, it is time for me to adopt a more hands-off management approach. So figure out what's going wrong, and get back to me. Until then, we will monitor the situation. And if it becomes not to our liking, we will intervene. And she turns to you, Duncan, and says, and you won't like it. Okay. She reaches out, puts one hand on the recorder, one hand on the head librarian, and five black columns spirit all three of them out of the building and into the sky. Okay. As that is happening, Claire picks up some loose clay and throws a piece of it at Duncan et al, Max et al. Everyone gets clay on their face. Unless okay. you need me to roll uh, for I it. I already do if that <laughs> if that changes anything. I do that. It's a startling effect to get everyone's attention. Okay. Why did you why did you You do- have put me in the position where I need to sit here and say We need to approach this in a more civilized and cooperative fashion. And I cannot believe that I'm being put in this position because if there's anyone here who wants to be a dictator who does things her way, it's me. And yet here I am saying, let's 
all put our shit aside, work together for some common... What is happening right now? I can't believe this is happening right now, and I cannot believe that I agree with Mina. Look what you have done to me. Look what every... I... You know what? Dankin wouldn't have done this to me. That's true. And I... Max walks out. Hold on. I will turn you over myself. Tensions seem to be running a little high. Why don't we take take five? Time out. Let's go get some ice cream. No. And we'll talk this through. No one gets ice cream because if we don't figure this out, we all die. Let's figure out the big problem here. Or are we all forgetting none of this shit matters if we can't find a solution? We got to figure this shit out, everyone. Oh, and then I think Claire literally sits down and goes like, oh, it's too much personal growth. I just... <sighs> okay if not ice cream then maybe do we want to go get noodles or something food sometimes helps us think through and kind of process maybe we can have a have another chat with with elodie here i mean max is a little bit insulted that you think that she's not taking this seriously like i just fought off deacon so that we didn't all die I think Claire's frustration is being thrown out at everyone, but is is more pointed. <laughs> this was supposed to be a summit where we all like traded information and figured something out, and that's n- not what happened at all. Yeah, frustration that here we are with no new information. No new information. <laughs> no, 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 We're no, no, all Claire's in the same place. Claire's plan was foiled. Yeah, it wasn't uh-huh. our fault the deacon showed up. This is true, Claire. It was not our fault. I don't think well, it was my fault. Well, well, okay. <laughs> I'll take the hit on this one, I guess, until we figure out otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I do bear some responsibility as well. <gasps> what she said. Here we go. So no judgment yet. But what did you do? This would be a great time to share. I failed, as I said previously. Although perhaps I, for my own pride or well-being... Did not disclose the depths of my failure. It was bad. Things went bad. Like, very bad. Do you, mm-hmm. would you, you want to, like, elaborate? Uh, elaborate? Uh, yeah, just like a... I saw some of it. Real fire and brimstone sort of stuff. Yeah. Have you heard of the flayed beyond? In most timelines, cell phones tend to connect to it for reasons that I am not entirely clear. Point of order for those who don't know about the Flayed Beyond. This is a throwback to one of our earlier episodes. The reason Splut is so popular is that any use of cellular or wireless devices connects you to the Flayed Beyond, a hell dimension of nightmarish flesh and badlands. Hooray. Delightful. Mm. How did you escape? The time reserve, as I said previously, Hmm. but things were far gone by the time that timeline came to a close. And some of the other methods that we tried before were experimental. Okay. Boy, I could kill for some ice cream. I would also not mind some ice cream, frankly. Fine. Claire, how about this? You get to run the meeting where we plan this out. We get to pick the ice cream flavors. I can work with that. All right. And none of your new ice cream. And I've been working on some stuff. 
We're not having the notator version of ice cream. We're having real ice cream. Yeah, I don't think that nostalgic ice cream with a (laughs) retro, fun, cool vibe is appropriate for us at the moment. Definitely not. No, no. It feels a little bit on the nose, frankly. Exactly, yes. (laughs) It usually is very popular. Claire, you get to run the meeting. This is your meeting, and we will plan what we are doing together as a crew. I appreciate am, that. Am I coming to this? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're coming to the meeting, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. You're a valuable source. You said crew. Yeah, We're no, all the crew. crew now. Everyone who yep. doesn't okay. want to die okay. is crew. I go and I wave down Gitz's out the door. Um, okay. Uh, the, the four of you walk out. Momo forms into the vague shape of uh, an elderly woman and waves goodbye. Bye, Momo. Thank you. Lovely. We'll be back to pick up the work we did. Yeah, once it's fired. Thank you so much for hosting. Stick to the bottom of the kiln. Three to 556 business days. Oh, nice. Whoa. Quite a range. It's special clay. Oh, yes. From a special lady. From a very special lady. <laughs> we have also been joined Jesus. by a time cat, which seems appropriate. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the four of you uh, head out. Where are you going to get this ice cream? The ice cream store. Yeah, Quinn, the ice cream store. <laughs> Tell me about this ice cream store. It's a store? It's very cold inside. And it has uh, ice My cream. thought is that it used to be the cold cellar refrigerator for a different place, but they never were able to defrost it. <laughs> so they just made it an ice cream shop and all the ice cream is just out because it's that cold yeah. all the time. May I yes and this? Go ahead. Even before the previous building was constructed, it's just always been a cold. extremely cold here for no reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's I a love cold that. spot and we've made the best of it. Yeah. <laughs> May I suggest the name? The cold spot. The cold Ah, spot. The cold spot. Yep. Yeah. The cold spot creamery. (laughs) Can I say that the cold spot creamery did buy all of Coldstone and it's like Coldstone is a subsidiary of the Cold Spot Creamery. What's Coldstone? What is Coldstone? What? No Coldstone. You guys don't know what Coldstone is? Or is We're this in, in game? somewhere? (laughs) Oh, in game. Okay. You look cold spot is Coldstone of somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I know. I was just thinking that it reaches out into real life where the cold spot owns cold stone mm. in, in other it, it dimensions. It does. It owns all the cold stones, but can't yes. communicate with any of them because it's separated from no. space time. Uh, also, so anybody who's ever been to a cold stone, which I got to say, I'm not entirely sure how they're still in business, but okay. So if you tip them, they have to sing, but in the cold spot, when you tip them, it's like Gregorian chants. <laughs> yes. It's mm-hmm. deeply unsettling, and you want to get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not from the staff, just yeah, from everywhere. From the cold. Yeah. From the cold. From the cold. I love this. Incredible. The four of you head to the cold spot on Main Street, and you get your ice cream. What flavors? Uh, pistachio. Rhubarb pie. Mmm. Neapolitan, a little bit of everything. <laughs> Classic. Elodie goes for yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just as you are beginning to commence with the planning, you see someone walk down the street and pull a chair up right next to you and sit down. Oh, no. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a starched white shirt with the collar popped, a navy blazer and khaki slacks with boat shoes. 
He's got a pager hooked on his belt, sunglasses over his eyes. He is completely bald, looks like he's shaved his head, and he takes his sunglasses off and he sits down and says, Hey gang, Donkin. I uh, hope you all caught that Little Eldritch Horrors game last night. Big time win. Oh, can I get some uh, French vanilla scoop, please? A little fancy today. Let's go. Oh boy. More Donkins. Just More Donkins all the way down. It's oops all Donkins. Oops all Donkins. <laughs>